Welcome to the first full-length episode of season two of the Feminine Mistake Podcast. Woohoo! Woo! Yay! Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Nicole, and today I'm joined by... Hillary. Sarah. And actor, writer, Liz Shad. Hello! Hello, Liz. Yay. Thank you for joining Yay. us today. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, we're Liz excited to have best. you. Liz is the best. Yes. Oh, so sweet. So on today's show, we will be discussing the film Overboard, which I now embarrassingly realize I did not look up the year that this was made. 87. 1987. Sarah. 1987. Sarah's always got the facts. It's a Gary Marshall film. I know. Gary Marshall. What? Again. Um, no. I know. This is our second Gary Marshall film. The what else first, did we direct? We did Beaches. That was our Ooh. second episode of season one. Uh, Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, directed by uh directed by Gary Marshall. And um, so before we get into talking about the movie, uh, let's talk about what everybody's experiences were with Overboard before the podcast. Hillary. Um, So I have always had a love affair with this movie. I've watched it a million times probably because it always used to come on reruns on TNT on like Sunday afternoons. Yes, that's true. And my family, when I was little, our tradition was to get up and go to church and then go to brunch and then come home and watch whatever was on TNT. Which so was Overboard. I watched a lot of Overboard yeah. and uh, Goldie Hawn is beautiful. So you might say this is part of your religious tradition. Yes, oh it pretty much is. It More so now <laughs> as an adult, this is probably more more part of it. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Less the church part, but definitely but overboard. overboard. I think I'm going to start incorporating that into my Sunday routines from yes. now on. Everyone should nice. watch Overboard on a Sunday. Yep. All right. So a little bit of expi- little, some positive mem- memories yeah. there. It was like coming home to Christ. Uh, <laughs> I rewatched this last week. Beautiful experience. Wonderful. Um, yeah. I had never seen this before, and I Which had I never know. heard of it before too. I and I, um, when come I come on, we've talked about it before. Yeah, I no, swear I know, I know, podcast, I know. I had heard Nicole say the name of it, and all I knew was that it was probably about a boat. Because <laughs> that's a name. good assumption. So that's all, all I knew. Okay. So just a boat. That's it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Liz. I about very much the same. I had never heard of the movie before. I had never seen it. And then I was looking at the cover of it and I was like, oh, this is about a cruise ship. Surely. And they're going to fall <laughs> off of it. <laughs> and right. then end right. up in the hospital <laughs> together and fall in love. Clearly that's not what the movie's about. Well, but in a way. Maybe. A little. A little. <laughs> some <laughs> fucked up stuff that yeah, happens. a little bit. Little <laughs> crazy stuff yeah, that happens. Couple felonies. So, um, all right. So <laughs> totally, totally fresh watch here for um, Liz and Sarah. So that's very exciting. Um, I am old as fuck. So I saw this movie in the movie theater when I was a child um, with my mom. And I, we loved it. I remember the whole family loved it. Um, and I remember especially like we really liked the part where she eats the bug in the back of the truck. Like oh, I remember very clearly. God. That that was a big hit. I called my sister today and I was like, you want to know the only thing that I remember from that movie was I ate a bug. Exactly. Yeah. I ate a bug. And we Um, just said it back and forth like four times. So yeah, we, we watched it in the movie theater. And of course, then when it came on syndication, watched it over and over and over again. So like I, this movie is very familiar to me. I had not seen it in a long time. Um, but I really feel like unlike some of the other films we've watched for the show, like it just all came back. All right. So that's our experience with the film Overboard. And let's get into talking about this film. You seem sort of distant. Let's just do it, man. You look stupid and rich. The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. Fascist. All right. Let's get into it. All right. So let's. Let's oh talk goodness. about this movie. 
Let's get okay. into let's get into overboard. Yes. Um. So we start uh, with the. It with opens the with a giant yacht, which I was right. It's about a, a boat. Massive. You are right. Boat. It is. It is. Uh, the boat does figure heavily. It opens actually on the water with that music that every time I hear it. It's like smelling chocolate chip cookies. I'm like, I get excited right away. It's like, and I get excited. So I'm like, overboard is coming on, guys. The font was very large. It was so big. It reminded me of Full House almost. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just like the bold, but then how it would cover the whole screen. And you're just like, I was imagining, Nicole was imagining being in the theater and how that would look. I mean, you were in the theater. So can you tell us how that looked? I don't remember that. But I can tell you that if I were in the theater today watching it, I feel like I would have to look like I would have to turn my head like from one side from to the one other, one to the other yeah. just to take it all in. Like it, the font was enormous. Uh, the opening of the film is really we don't see any of the main characters at the beginning. We just kind of see shots of the common people. Um, I, I would I think it's safe to assume that we're we are probably in Trump country. Yeah, yes. I'd say so. You know, I think that's probably where we are. So we're seeing a lot yeah. of working class folks. Uh, fishing and whatnot uh reeling in their nets and stuff um and then we see kurt russell with a looking uh, sexy as ever i have so many sexual feelings because i don't find him attractive at all i think he's objectively attractive but i'm not attracted to him i will say his face at the very beginning when he's cutting the wood and he's got his like look in like yeah i laughed out loud okay what are you doing okay Uh, I was just like yeah, I don't like his face. face. It was cute though. It wasn't I was way. I was definitely fantasizing about. I was like so Kurt turned Russell. out. I like his <laughs> arms. Love his, his hair. Arms. Oh my god! I, I know. Run my fingers mullet, through the mullet. The mullet. Day. I, I loved I've it. never been so mm. attracted to a mullet loved in all it. my life. I will never I mean, understand. <laughs> it was a, it was a nice mullet, guys. I don't think I've ever said was, that or thought that I would was, say that in my life. I would venture to say a hot mullet. Yeah. It was a hot mullet. I'm glad we're on the same page here, Nicole. <laughs> you guys are always attracted to the guys. Not it's always. A lot of them are really hot. I mean, Tom Selleck, Kurt Russell. These are sex Stop symbols it. of the 1980s. <laughs> Put them in the same movie. Oh, oh my God. Oh my okay. God. Couldn't handle it. <laughs> oh so um, meanwhile, back in the small town of my nightmares, um, Kurt Russell is <laughs> sawing at something. Um, and we see yeah. Billy Pratt for the first time. Nobody has any lines yet. Um, Billy Pratt, his buddy, who um, I don't remember the actor's name. I do know he played like the super on Friends as well. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Trigger. Trigger, yes. Yes. So where um, I knew him from. Right. Okay. Good job. Um, so we see bad Billy Pratt mm-hmm. and uh, Dean, of course, is Kurt Russell plays Dean Prophet. So Dean Prophet is um, now he's got some job on the yacht. So we see him going towards the yacht. He's looking for the yacht. He shows up and the first person he encounters is Grant. With well, a gun. We, yes. we yeah. hear them talking. We overhear them as he's walking up. Right. And he's we get saying, some exposition I'm, there. She's like, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to redo my closet. And he's like, whatever, girl, I'm skeet shooting. Whatever, diddums. Yeah. Diddums. So uh, we get a little exposition there. They're stuck there for some repairs, I think. Um, Apparently to the boat. Right. Um, and uh, she's going to get her closet remodeled. And so that's what Kurt Russell's doing there. Well, first we see her. She em- emerges in this like military looking swimsuit cover the up with pads. sequins and shoulder pads <laughs> and sparkles. And Guys, incredible. I just love shoulder pads and I wish they were still in style. Yeah, and she's wearing like the hair could not be tighter in that mm-hmm. button. Oh my gosh. No. Very, very, very high cut swimsuit. And the, revealing uh, all the 
all the thighs area yes um and the amazing pointy it is like super pointy they're like cat's eye but like pointy futuristic looking max headroom glasses yes Mm -hmm. does anybody else know who max headroom is or is it just me so fucking old so he shows up she's explaining the closet thing to him she's immediately like i feel like right off the bat we kind of get the sense that this movie is a lot about class mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i was just i forgot how much of a bitch she was in the beginning of this movie oh my she gosh is. like i definitely she's forgot terrible. that i hate the word bitch and it's, she's called it a lot and she even is, yeah. i called her that in my notes and i'm I like did. why are we calling her this you said it out loud too i know <laughs> <laughs> but sure. she is and i wouldn't even say she's like Look, I think women who are strong and have opinions about things and like our leaders often get called a bitch, but mm. she's straight up is mean. Yeah. Like she's she is mean. fucking yeah. mean. Yeah. So I know bitch is the term to say that is that is that denigrates women, but she is fucking mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. she yeah. really is. She's awful to him. She's awful to Andrew. Um, she's awful to Grant, who that guy is also a jerk. But yeah, um, she's basically there. awful to everyone. Anyway, so she's walking around talking to him about um, wanting... And he doesn't really know why he's there at first. So they go into the closet, and she's explaining how her closet is inadequate. Um, I have no room for my shoes. I have no room for my lingerie. And she's, like, looking can't, down at him with can't her Can't get my lingerie out of the box. Right. And she's, like, sniffing him like he's some kind of roadkill animal. Like, she's very, like... She's very put off by his... Um, I would be sniffing him, but in a completely different way. I know, right? Like, <laughs> I... Don't don't even get me started about the scene where he's shirtless and wearing and eating pate. We'll get oh there. We'll get so there. So many nipple flashes. Don't worry. So she's explaining the closet. She's very mean about it, of course. Mm-hmm. She's very snooty. She's talking down him. She's saying things like, Don't stand too close to me. Although he is walking rather close to her, yeah. I have to say. Uh, right before she deeply gets into what she wants with the closet, Andrew appears with a enormous <laughs> container of caviar like this is my favorite part and she was like i was i almost had to wait i know (laughs) she has some of the best lines she straight up compares it to a dick like she i wrote this line down hard round and ready to pop at the right moment yeah burst in your mouth at the right moment at the right moment and she's like got her eyes closed (laughs) and and i picked up on something russell had his tape measure out and right when she said that his tape measure retracted when she said burst at precisely the right moment he was like i feel like that was right oh yeah no definitely intentional yeah no for sure um and she notices it too like she's looking at both of them and they're just kind of like sort of weirdly turned on by what (laughs) she just said um Anyway, she calls him Carpenter. Like, she doesn't even use his name. So he has two days to remodel the closet. She tells him he has 48 hours. And so that's our timeline at the beginning of the movie here is that he's got two days to remodel this closet to her liking. In the meantime, uh, we get to see her sort of through his eyes. Mm-hmm. I think the oh, wow moment is kind of, you know, when we cut to the next scene and she's like got that long hat with the braid attached to it and she's wearing the black <laughs> swimsuit that where you can, where her butt cheeks are hanging out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and we see the birthmark. It's like nude in the back except for a tiny tri- triangle in her butt crack. It's <laughs> like, hello, yeah. my butt. I don't um, think I could sit on anything out in public with that kind of swimsuit on. You well, know? I feel like the, the thing that you don't mm-hmm. see that goes on behind the scenes is that whenever you sit down on anything, you're going to have the imprint of whatever you were sitting on, like, <laughs> you know, cheeks. permanently oh stuck into your butt oh cheeks. God, that'd be oh amazing. So you'd have to sit on like, I don't know, silk. I don't know. I don't know what you could sit on. Like you'd have to be turned over all day. I don't know. Anyway. So we and see she was her. actually, she was like laying, laying like 
with the butt butt up yeah 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 and we see the birthmark which is going to come into play later. I did not see that. I was just pick. I was just noticing the tiny tri- triangle of fabric. Well, like, up at the so very weird. top of the buttocks. Yeah. Yes. She has a, a strawberry shaped birthmark. So she's on the phone talking in French, which will also come into play later. And he's in the uh, room sanding things and shirtless. Is he shirtless or is he wearing a cut off Well, t-shirt? is this where he's wearing shirtless? No, no. I have written down that he is. Okay. So she comes in and she's got the butt swimsuit on and he's he's looking at it but not looking at it but like definitely looking at it and I, he's shirtless yeah. and oh. eating some kind of like crackers with pate oh, oh yeah so he's like eating and she makes fun of him for eating yeah, with his I hands guess i didn't notice him at all i was mostly transfixed with that swimsuit but i i'm not <laughs> i'm not like attracted to women but i like i guess i'm not attracted to kurt russell then i did not yeah. notice him being oh, I, was, I was drinking then. <laughs> yeah drinking in i was loving every shirtless. second of that yeah i was like i would lick that pate right off your chest and he's very oh sweaty I'm and she com- <laughs> she complains about him being sweaty but i'm like i'm cool with it and she she walks yeah. out of the room and says like try to control your bodily functions i can't hear myself think well what happens is she's like making fun of him and is telling him that he needs to eat with a utensil because you know monkeys eat with their hands or whatever and that's what sets us apart from the animals and he's like yeah so do opposable thumbs and she's like what was that he's like this is just my stomach um so i think that's what she's referring to she's like try to keep your bodily noises to yourself which was actually think i i i watched the movie twice and i did not hear the opposable thumbs line but that's actually a very clever line for him to just like shrug off as like i didn't actually say that i don't know if that was in the script or not um apparently there that gary marshall did let people improvise a little bit so i don't know if that's like an improvised i watched this with the captions on because i ended Mm -hmm. up having to watch on my laptop and not my tv and so i had the captions on and the (coughs) captions did not match what they were saying so i feel like they improvised quite a bit interesting that's very fascinating like did not match a good portion of the time wow i'd be interested to see what the original script was tidbit tidbit nice tidbit i like that thanks (laughs) the more you know so they're not getting along so here's where we get to the the closet reveal so this is, she's now wearing the red thing. They're wearing a red thing. We've got like zebra striped red glasses on, right? Or red glasses. I don't red know. Glasses, she had a series yeah. of amazing sunglasses. I know. The ones with the, the glittery ones with the wings. Like that's all oh, I wanted as a kid. I, I would all wear I them wanted. now. Yeah. I would. Yes. Oh my gosh. I would too. I would. So he's finished with the closet. He brings her to look at it. Um, this is the first time we see him do that weird thing with his man tank where he like <laughs> thump, sticks his thumbs in the sleeves. Yeah, and, and he like flashes his nipples at us from there. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. I love it. Like, <laughs> free the nipple. Man, that's like, I, I feel like that's My, what I've done while really drunk and in a tank top, like at a frat house <laughs> to flirt with somebody. It's nice. just like, hey, baby. Oh my do, God. They call, it doing, they call it doing the Dean. Yeah, that's doing what the I would Dean. Call it. Doing yeah. the, that's the Dean move. Oh, God. I thought you said doing the Dean. She said D. I was like, Nicole, it's not <laughs> doing, doing the D. D. Doing the D. That's something else. Does that Nicole. sound cool? Is that cool what I just said? Okay, so the, the shoe rack is like amazing. It's like this. I thought it was too. I thought it was so impressive. I was like, ah, I want that so yeah. bad. So her problem was she had too many shoes and not enough space. So he created this thing where you crank it and the shoes like kind of separate, like the box of shoes separates and like, and like more shoes come out. And it's like yeah. this rotating carnival of it's shoes. very ingenious. And her problem with it is it's made of oak. Right. And not cedar. Because everyone knows that the closets are made of cedar. Mm-hmm. Because of the moths. dare he? It really because is his fault. 
Well, in any case, they had a very big commun- miscommunication about the materials that were being used in this yeah. closet. Um, and well, what I I liked about this bit is that it seemed really plausible that that someone could assume that they're supposed to be made of cedar and not tell that person. That person could not know and just pick a wood. Like I feel like a lot of these eighties comedies don't have plausible plot points. Right, and I think we again see sort of an indication of how. Um, entitled she is where she's just basically like i don't want seed i wanted cedar and you should have read my mind and now Mm -hmm. i won't pay for it and he's basically like fine i'll redo the closet but you you have to pay for the materials like i have to buy new stuff and she's like i'm not going to pay for that because and we know that she can afford it so it's not an issue of whether she can afford to pay for the closet or not um, at no point in this movie do we get any sense that the the, the Statons are poor, or not even, or or in hurting for money in any way. So um, it's know, the principle yacht was of the awful thing. Awful small. You were not impressed with the yacht. Think no. about how many lobsters you could fit on that yacht. So many lobsters! Oh my god, they could crawl all <laughs> over to be so cute, <laughs> and then I'd eat them all and it'd be so buttery, <laughs> so much butter. <laughs> So, uh, so they have a big fight. Oh, something he, about bitch, like he rich says bitch. She's like no, bored. That's, he says he references something that they said that he was listening to. He's like, he's like, well, we don't know anything about cedar closets and elk snout. You're lucky that I am housebroken. And when she finds mm. out, when she hears that, then she feels very uh, upset that he's been listening, and she's like, you're very fine. violated, even though she was screaming it from the <laughs> deck of the boat <laughs> from just outside the window. I do yeah. think this whole fight really does walk a line. Like this was kind of the first time that I'm watching the movie where I was thinking to myself, like, I mean, I don't know, maybe you guys didn't, I'm sure you guys know this, uh, Sarah and Liz, but Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell are a couple and they have yeah. been. Okay. Yeah. Well then I'd like I to know what know you think about this, Liz, because I was wondering to myself, if I did not know that they were a couple mm-hmm. in life, in real life, would I find this fight a little bit more upsetting because his proximity to her is very close. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I've honest, I've seen much more like, threatening fights but he does get in he her face and um he says some very like gross things about yeah. her it honestly it didn't bother me as much because the characterization to me seems so over the top for the both of them okay. like she was so so entitled and just almost like a petulant a petulant child yeah whereas he was so over the top blue collar that i was like yeah. okay so we're like veering on farce in terms of everything like even this okay. fight is just over the top right um and I, I honestly was very much cheering for him in a way because okay. she had been so difficult. And then yeah. when they cut to yeah. the crew downstairs, like, yes, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You bitched her out. Fuck right. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, it, it didn't bother me. And it's interesting to hear that, that they were they in a relationship at the time when they're they were still in that? a relationship. They're still in a relationship. Yeah. yeah. They, 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 I don't know. Kate Hudson, <laughs> their daughter. Kate Hudson, Kate Hudson is, 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 is their da- daughter. Well, oh, yeah. And then I Kate Hudson is Goldie Hawn's well. daughter with, someone else oh i was i was upset when he got like in her face and said something sexual like Mm. he's like i'm hard up but i'm not that hard up yeah and then like he or something i don't know he said he got said something like like i'd be fine if you're like calling her a bitch and like that kind of stuff but he got like really close to her like he was about to like attack hack her or like force himself on her and i didn't like that no matter how much of a bitch she was okay but when he said he was hard up i assumed he meant hard up for money and not so much sexually. Was it? Is it meant to well, be a sexual? Well, I definitely took that as sexual because I think she was like, she said something. Don't you t-, she's like, don't touch me. And mm. he's like, you know, I'm maybe hard up, but I'm not that hard up. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. So, um, which I guess indicates I thought he meant I'm not like going hard to touch up, you. as in like 
I'm like hopped up, like I'm angry. No heart. No, I definitely thought he meant no, so that. Yeah. That was what I took it as. But you know that I frequently do this and just well, like make up I, meanings. Well, honestly, Hillary, Hillary, I can't I imagine. I that. thought you were more inclined to take everything sexually. <laughs> Not overtly sexual things, Nicole. Okay, and I'm okay. just like, oh, you're talking about that little penguin over there. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, he was just an idiot for sitting on the edge of a boat during an argument. Like, he was fighting with her, and then he was like, well, I'm not leaving, and he sits down on the edge of a boat. And then leans back slightly. Like yeah. he's just hoping to be pushed over. Yeah, I know. It's like he was asking for you guys. I am sorry. We were setting him up for the stunt, guys. <laughs> well, the next scene is her on the phone with her mom. Yeah, and she's talking about being premenstrual, Edith. and her mother says, just go straight back to bed for two days. I know. I, I was I like, could. Oh, I would God, love I to go to bed for two days. Life. Oh, that'd be beautiful. Um, so she's on the phone with Catherine Hellman, who's amazing. Uh, Catherine Hellman, I just want to point out, Catherine Hellman's, the set design in her yeah. house is overwhelming. Mm, yeah. Like Very. the patterns and the curtains, and it's just like somebody went in there in the art department and just packed it full of a much, as much fabric and floral yes. patterns Overwhelming as they possibly is a good word could. For it. it was mm-hmm. just like it was too much. And they showed like inserts of different like pieces of the set design. Yeah. It almost felt like to me they took the set from one of the boat rooms and just took everything out and just like put a bunch of patterns in there and a couch and like that was like her house. Like it looked like another room on the boat to me. Am I also, the only one who felt that No, I agree with you. That's yeah. But also the scene is the first time it passes the the Bechtel test. Oh, I'm glad she talks, was watching that. Oh. She talks to her, and even though they do talk about a man, sometimes they there are a few lines where they don't. And well, she's like, the mom talks to the maid about something else. The dog. Like, the maid doesn't say anything. No. Okay. No, she but she has a name. Feeding the Inga. Dog. She has a name, Inga, but Inga doesn't say anything because they'd have to pay Inga probably like Damn 50 it. more bucks a day or something to say yeah. something. <laughs> Yeah. But she's like Inga. She's Inga's like feeding the dog treats, and she's like Inga. You don't shove it down her throat. You place it on her tongue, on shiitake's tongue. That's right. Her the dog's, dog's name is shiitake, and she's got like a, oh a shih tzu or something. Yeah. Yes. Also, um, Lhasa Apsa or something like that. Want to live that dog's life? Like I just want to sit oh on a cushion while somebody some puts pate on my tongue. That all dog day. had stuff on its head all the time. Just like, like bows. I think stuff. Hillary would put up with that if yeah. somebody just fed her treats. I all wear day. sloppy buns every single day. Like pin something <laughs> in that and then feed me treats. That sounds amazing. But also she mentions to her mother that Grant wants to have children. Mm-hmm. And Joanna's like, what should I do? And if her mom you have a baby, you won't be the baby anymore. Such horrible advice. Well, I it's I get the sense that she doesn't seem to want to have children, yeah. but all but I think mm-hmm. Catherine Hellman's thing is that she's maybe not wanting her daughter to grow up. I don't know. I guess that's maybe. I think it's that she's just like I know you are high maintenance. Oh. <laughs> Something else will be more important than you. That's a good if point. You bring life yeah, into this world. That's a good point. Go ahead. Let's I was gonna say, or maybe the fact that their marriage is based around her need for attention that if something else was taking mm. over the attention, then yeah. she would have no purpose for being there because she yeah. couldn't take care of a baby. She would hire someone to do it. That's exactly. true. She would have yeah. a nanny. She wouldn't do anything. Yeah, that's for sure. So her purpose is gone. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Wouldn't be able to wear those bathing suits anymore. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. That butt is never going to look the same after having a baby. <laughs> now, So now we've seen Joanna's world. Mm-hmm. So now we get to go into Dean's world. He pulls up to the house. It's a fucking dump. Yeah. It is a falling apart. There's like 10 cars, it just looks like an, dead um, cars on the lawn. house that's been like just disregarded for guys, years. Like. Guys, I lived in a house like that for 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a house that would be haunted by bootleggers. It's yes. just like oh, falling apart. Like that house. Yes. <laughs> a house haunted by bootleggers? That sounds fun as shit. Like they party pretty hard with you. Just like um, every night whiskey out of a barrel. Yes. 
So they haven't been living there very long. They're still unpacking their boxes. How is it such a nightmare if they haven't been living there that long? look around you at my house. How does he already have a full business plan with bad Billy Pratt if he's well, just I think, moved? There. I think <laughs> him, and Billy have known, Billy, him and Billy have known each other since high school. Mm-hmm. Maybe he lived a few towns over. I don't know. I don't know. I don't Either know. way. I, I know exactly how... I mean, I only have three children, but I can only imagine with four children how like quickly um, four children and Dean, uh, four children and a husband who doesn't clean up. Um, I can imagine how. I mean, just look around you, like Nicole, totally okay, on guys, purpose. Guys who listen to the podcast, Nicole this is, is totally always it. talking about her house being a mess and dirty and gross, and it's not. Have you seen the first floor? It's mostly boxes and piles of laundry. I can vouch. It's very clean. Yeah. <laughs> you have three children. It looks like three children live here. I mean, we stuffed everything in the corner before you guys came here. Like I I've have lots seen of drawers. So much worse, Nicole. So at Dean's, principal's coming out of the house. She has the, the she has been TP'd by the boys. So this is kind of our introduction to the kids. They're uh, uh, monsters, apparently. Um, they've TP'd the principal. She's basically like you know, and and this was the 1980s when you could leave your children at home with no supervision. So there's <laughs> like four fine. children. <laughs> Between the ages of, I would say, I don't know, what, like 14? How old would you say Travis is? 12? 13? Like, uh, 13? Oh, 13. I think they did yeah, say he's say 13. 13. Yeah. So between 13 and 5, I think Joey's uh, 5. He was We five? find out that the, Dean's wife had died three years ago. He doesn't seem that upset about it. Like He, he seemed upset to me. He was like, he just, he didn't like, I don't know, throughout the entire movie, he didn't talk about her. He didn't seem... Upset That's that he was not alone. What the movie was about though. Either. That's true. I know, but it just seemed heartless. And I do think he seemed upset that he was alone. Yeah, I would say the subtext to me was that maybe even he hasn't really dated or. I mean, I got the sense that yeah. maybe he doesn't. He has like hasn't really even had. It didn't seem like he would really had very many relationships in the last couple of years either. Like he's mostly yeah. just been working. I mean, that's true. again, I'm putting projecting that, but I feel yeah. like the subtext of the movie was that he's been kind of alone for the last three years. I guess like yeah. there's something about Kurt Russell that just doesn't, or the way he was depicting the character that was just very not deep and not thoughtful. And so I, I didn't would agree with that assessment. Yeah. Generally, generally I, I would agree with that. Have I have another theory about him. Okay. His character. Please. Yeah. I, I felt like he, the way he said she died three years ago was like more, I, I guess that he, it's also been three years and I'm not saying that you need to get over something in three years, but I got the sense that his, that he was tell, saying something he's used to saying. Like they're mm. like, where's the, his, their mother. And he's like, she died three years ago. Like this is a thing that he now has to tell everyone in town and maybe yeah. it, the, you know, it's not something he likes to talk about. I, yeah. I would imagine he doesn't talk about her. Well, for one thing, he's pretending like Annie is his wife for most of the movie, but also, I just, it seems to me like you wouldn't, that's not something yeah. you'd want to yeah. talk about. So let's talk about, uh, back on the ad. Grant is watching Lifestyles of the Famous. Uh, Joanna's in the bed. Uh, Joanna realizes that she's missing her ring. So yeah. she goes up to the deck to get the ring back. And does not sit down, but stands on top of a chair. And she's in with heels. heels on. <laughs> Logically. <laughs> on a boat that's driving way too fast with a drunk slash asleep driver. Is he drunk? I, I don't know. Notice. He just has his feet in the wheel and it's just like going back and forth. Oh, I guess I didn't notice that. Yeah. He just like had his feet on them and he was like kicking one up and down and up and down. It just like the boat was just like tottering back oh, and God. forth. Um, <laughs> I somehow missed that. The wrong way to drive And then the she boat. slips overboard. I don't know why she I does. That she weird. slips <laughs> overboard. Also, I'd like to point out um, oddly an odd equalizer here. Uh, at this moment in the film, I realized uh, while they were watching Robin Leach that... Um, Grant and Joanna are probably also Trump voters. Mm. So they have yeah, something in yeah, common yeah. with Elvis Snout. 
They're all for Trump. I, I, sure. I'm, I'm just guessing. Sure. Just guessing. Oh, I was not aware that you could get amnesia from hitting the water. <laughs> yeah, I was oh, shocked yeah. about that too. I was Apparently, like, yeah, really? You can that get is amnesia a very implausible pl- 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 uh, shock of the water. Of this. Well, and I think they say it's either from the water or the shock of the garbage boat well, that no, hits her. Well, they said <laughs> from hitting, hitting her head in the garbage scow, which they that said scow several times. Yeah, Does anybody know what a scow is? is a scow. Not at all. I was thinking it was something like a scooper. Is it like a scooper? Garbage scooper? Know. A garbage scooper. I'm I not sure what a scow like is. A garbage truck, but on the ocean. Garbage Me boat. Me too. Yeah, yeah, a garbage boat. A wide beamed sailing dinghy. A flat bottom boat with sloping oh. ends used as a lighter and in dredging and other harbor services. Oh, harbor mm. services like garbage scooping? Like garbage pickup. Uh, often used to haul bulk freight. Okay, like so it's like a barge. Yeah. So it's a garbage okay. barge, but I guess Gar- garbage barge. Bar- I, but I guess garbage barge is not really good for garbage screenwriting. So it's a Dutch word, it. apparently. <laughs> so apparently she's got am- amnesia. Yeah. Yes. Um, she's awful to the reporter. Um, yeah. Saying something about her hair looking like a bad wig. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Grant sees her on TV. Grant mm-hmm. sees her on TV. And then um, he goes to Elk Snout. Right, he Cove. goes to the hospital. Elk Cove hospital. Goes to the hospital to get her, and then as he's watching her through a two-way mirror, uh, arguing with the doctor and insulting the other person in the room with him, uh, he decides. The, the police officer asks him if it's her, and he's like, mm, no. Never, never seen her before in my life. Total stranger. Yeah, so he leaves. Uh, so, uh, so Joanna doesn't know who she is. Her husband leaves her there and decides to go party on the yacht. Um, and Tofuti. Well, we haven't gotten to Tofuti Klein. We haven't gotten there yet. They end up putting her in the psych ward, I think, right? Because mm-hmm. she's complaining that she wants yeah. her own room. And they're, they the decide to... The best line there, though, is, here you go, a private room where you'll be safer. We'll all be safer. <laughs> I was like, yes. She also oh. says, I don't know who I am, but I'm sure I have a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's got kind of a sense of herself or of her snootiness, but she doesn't quite know what her name is or yeah. anything else about herself. So meanwhile, at the bowling alley in uh, Elk Snout, uh, Dean is, uh, you know, uh, helping the bowling alley fix one of the lanes and, and he Played sees another news broadcast. He sees another broadcast by K-Rab. He sees uh, Joanna's face there on the TV. And that's when he gets the, the bright idea. And then for the first time in this movie, not the last, he puts on his fancy outfit, which is <laughs> which the, is the quarter, red and black quarter, quarter, plaid. Corduroy um, jacket. Button down shirt pads. with a black tie with a corduroy jacket. Yeah. The one and suit. then he uh, goes down there to kidnap himself abroad. Yep. He goes down there to kid himself, kidnap himself a debutante. So he's got the bright idea of taking a woman with a brain injury and he's going to pretend to be her husband. I pick you, Pikachu. And <laughs> make her into his slave to make back that $600. Which he even calls her at one point that we'll get to that I have a big mm-hmm. problem with. <laughs> right, right, right. So he calls her Ooh. Annie. Mm-hmm. Well, he goes down. First thing, I feel like we need to talk about this panty scene. Yeah. Oh God, the oh, panty yeah. scene. They're just sitting there playing with them. <laughs> Her the only thing, she, well, the only thing she was wearing, I guess, uh, everything else came off in the water. <laughs> they picked her up and she was fully nude except for this pair of thongs with her name, her initials on them. Yeah. J.S. 
Which every grown woman has their initials sewn into their underpants. I know I have them so that I don't lose them at my slumber parties. (laughs) Otherwise, my mom would be so mad. Um, And he gets there and the a police officer or whoever it is pulls them out of a little envelope and is like, these are personal. And he's like, he's like stretching, <laughs> stretching them, them out. Yeah. And they're like, hey, they're both like, Hey, look at these panties. And they're like, like touching them. And I was like, eyes, I'm so grossed out. The right only now. way this like, scene could have gotten worse stop. is if he was like, are these your wife's panties? Give him a sniff. Let me know. Uh, I know, <laughs> right? The only way they were like moments worse. away from sniffing like, the panties. It really was. It was moments, like moments away. away. <sighs> so bad. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> that's how you know who they belong to, right? Doesn't smell, smell like my wife. <laughs> Must oh be a God. different JS. Oh no, that's anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, they were like fully touching the panties yeah. for like yeah. five minutes. Like, good I was like, time. listen, guys, the prop work is too much. Put the panties back in the envelope. Okay. I can't even concentrate on what you're saying right now. I wonder if they were just so expensive. They wanted to get the most use on camera as They're they like, could. The, 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 the art department was like, make sure you hold the panties for at least five minutes. We worked on those real hard. We spent a long time with that. All right. So he claims to be, Dean claims to be her his his her husband. Uh, he claims that her name is Annie Prophet. She immediately is like, fucking, I don't know you. Like she yeah. in her bones is like, I don't know you. You are not my husband. Get out of my face. Yeah, she even says think- in her bones. Right. Yeah. She was like, don't you think there'd be some spark of recognition? Like, I don't know this man. And they hate her, so they want to get her out of there. Yeah. And then Dean grabs her and kisses her forcefully, which is something that ha- has happened in a lot of movies that we saw, saw last just year. just let it happen, too. That's the worst part. It's like there's doctors and cops all around them. Well, there doesn't seem to be any vetting procedure whatsoever. I mean, at he one ide- point... He IDs her off her butt cheek. There's no vetting process Well, here. at one point, she, she and her, not the doctor, no Nobody else. Uh, she demands some kind of proof, mm-hmm. and of course, we know from an earlier scene that he has seen this strawberry-shaped birthmark, right, yes. on the top of her butt cheek because she was wearing the thong uh, swimsuit. And he's like, "Well, you know, I don't." Like the doctor's like, "Yeah, I mean, I want. If it was up to me, I would just, you know, put a bow on her and send her off to you right now. But I need to have some proof." So he's like, "Well, uh, she's got this strawberry-shaped birthmark at the top or top of her." And so she here overhears this and she goes behind the TV and she lifts up. I guess she's not wearing underpants, I presume, uh, and lifts up her um, gown and looks and they're like voila high fiving each other because that's all the proof that they need to send her send her home with this man. Yep. Yeah. Can I please just mention that my biggest issue with this scene is that like he could have done the right thing. And like gone in there and been like, yo, dudes, her name is Joanna Staten. She like lives on this yacht. That asshole was in here earlier as her husband. Like, let me go talk to her. I met her this weekend. I'm the only person in town who knows her. But this is a great opportunity for free labor. I know. Why would you pass that up? But like the opportunity for free labor (laughs) versus like help woman regain her memory. Maybe she rewards you with giving you the money she owes you. Well, like that doesn't seem to be his consideration. (sighs) Like I don't he doesn't see her as a human being being okay so how do we feel about what he did i mean because basically he takes a woman of the brain injury and he claims that that's his wife and he's gonna bring her home and enslave her i mean that's what he's doing well i know they're gonna fall in love because that's the way it's being set up but that doesn't mean I. so you're getting I ready like for it. romance is what you're yes. saying I, I don't want there to be romance, but I'm saying like that. But you can't help it be swept up, up in it is what you're saying no no no, no. i'm saying <laughs> Just that's what's gonna happen that's what's gonna happen of course Liz. having not seen or heard anything about this movie before 
um, the second that he shows up and he's like, she's my wife. I was like, surely they're not going to send her home with him. And then they do. And the more I watch, the more I'm like, this is so messed up. (laughs) So messed up. Do you guys know how fucked up this is? Right. Like (laughs) this poor woman. uh, And we'll get to the details later, but. Right. They put her through so much. Oh, so much. Yeah. So much. Uh, I mean, it's it's truly awful. I mean, it's basically every day of my life, only I don't have a brain injury. <laughs> you so made I have this no choice. excuse. <laughs> you made the choice. So is this um, where Chris's she... two word review of this movie is ethically horrible, by it the is way. Ethically horrible. Got, Chris, yeah. Chris, Chris, my husband's r- basic feelings about this movie is ethically horrible. <laughs> I, th- yep. I think an- another two word thing would be basically rape or like essentially rape. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> um, there is a point at which my husband and I had a very in-depth debate over whether or not uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, but I got yes. some strong feelings about that. Okay. <laughs> about the love scene. Um, okay. Yes, so you want to call it a love scene or whatever. whatever um, yeah. The m- multiple dissolves of, of doing it, doing it in the bed, doing it on the floor. Okay. So uh, we'll get there. Um, Okay, so they go home. He makes a ride in the back of the truck. The dogs are in the cab. She's in the back of the truck dressed in... It says alcove waist on it. Oh. And it's the same jumpsuit and that the garbage man was wearing earlier. And she has a rope tied around her waist. Yes. Right. Because I think that... I guess she can't take the hospital gown home with her. And she didn't have anything else but the thong. Which they yeah. don't give her back. They give it to Dean. Yeah. In the envelope. He needs to sniff them. <laughs> Make sure. Oh, yeah. He put, <laughs> it, he put it in the glove compartment right he does put in the glove which is where you should put panties that you don't want anybody to find yeah Yeah. in the secret glove box um so now we get our first look at the inside of the house it is disgusting there's like trash on the floor um just shit everywhere it's pretty much like my apartment it looks pretty much like my house on on the reg i would say well this is why you don't come to my house because i don't more accurately i think it looks very much like the inside of my minivan which everyone knows is a landfill that's true. It does look like the inside of your minivan. You are 100% right on that, and I'll give you that one. And I bet it has that weird banana smell, too. Oh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> sure. Where you know there's a banana somewhere, but you're, but not, you're not really, not sure, really sure where, where it is or what state of decomposition it's in. Yeah. You're like, I'm not even sure what color to look for at this point. I'm like, I don't know. Am I looking for, like, part of a banana? Am I looking for, like, mold that used to be a banana? I don't know. But he shows <laughs> her around, and when he mold. gets to the bedroom he says there eh, that's the old magic room got a lot of miles on that mattress there huh later and i'm like Phew. yeah <sighs> i mean there's definitely a gro- a line of gross being walked here like i feel like this should bother me more but but back to the house so yeah. he's taking her around this is when we get to meet the kids which frankly to be honest with you is what bothers me most is not even so much uh what happens with her, which, you know, I know everyone can, you know, crucify me over this. That a woman is being held against her will. Yes, I get that. But the worst thing is that these kids, to me, because I'm a mom, is these kids whose mother has died are having to now lie that this woman is their mother and they're having this woman brought into their lives as who's kind of standing as their yeah. mother. And and so I think that that is the part of the movie that about what he does that bothers me the most, frankly, yeah. is the involvement of the kids. Do we mention there's four of them? Yes. There's four of them. We've got Travis, or as Annie likes to call him, Roy. Roy. Greg and 
Harley the Okay, twins. see, I could not. I did not know their fucking names. I just <laughs> kept calling them Greg. twins in my notes. I just wrote them down because I was like, oh my God, they have names. She but calls them twin. twin. Oh, twin. Oh, twin. twin. So which one is the one that invents things? Is I, don't, I don't know Greg who they are. Greg or Charlie? One know. of them is an actor and one of them invents things. I want to say Charlie is the one that invents things. Yeah, and I, I want to say I thought Greg that was the is actor. the actor. Is it the actor? Okay, well, they're twins and they're not... And one of my favorite lines in this movie is when she's like, they don't look like twins. And they're li- and he's like, well, they're not identical twins, obviously. And one of the twins says, says to the other one, yeah, because if we were, I'd look like a shithead. Because <laughs> this was in the 80s when kids, like, this was like Goonies and, sh- and where kids yeah, could just kids say cursed. anything. And I was, in the every, 80s, kids cursed. Every time that the, a kid curses in a movie, I'm like, what are their parents? Where are their parents? Yeah. Although <laughs> that big one just needed a hefty slap across the face. Like, Travis? I kind of yeah. like Travis. He never improved. His he, grades no. kept slipping. He was always looking at But he bags. knew that he yeah. needed help. That's the important thing. He mm-hmm. said, I, my, I need discipline. So he yeah. knew he needed help. I know. And that discipline was a just swift smack across the face <laughs> cut to uh the first thing on her to-do list which is to make them dinner and to prepare an entire chicken legs at feet and all like feet that thing all. had yeah. feet on it yeah feet head everything i was so yeah. uncomfortable at her smushing the feet and the legs and the because I, I was a bird. concerned about salmonella and, so and then, i was real worried I was about like, the salmonella mess yeah <laughs> i was like that's not how you cook a well chicken. she doesn't know she's like i it feels like i've never done this before and she's like putting whole carrots in there i prepared and handled raw food um <laughs> they're of course very mocking as well uh, and uh, by the way we haven't mentioned this but joey is sitting at the table eating hershey's <laughs> sauce with a straw it's, like hershey's it's a straw i think it's chocolate a syrup i think it's a kebab skewer yeah he's just he's like dipping it in there and just like eat and, and just licking it. the chocolate off the end of it the yeah. two she boys burns her hand. Yeah, she yeah she does she and burns her hand is, i i know this is like really gross but there was something ejaculatory about the way that the they were like spraying her with. Wow, the, I did not pick I up on that at all. Yeah, since they were nope. children, I didn't. I know. Really. Well, they're children, but it was just like the the look Sorry. on her face, and it was just like extinguisher bukkake. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> there was something about it. There was just like hashtag extinguisher bukkake. <laughs> oh god. So cut to the bowling alley. Um, this entire scene, I wrote this. Tons in, of rape I jokes. wrote this entire scene down because every single line was disgusting. We don't have to re, re, no, please, re read. No, please go it. ahead. Let's go. go just give us the choice. Just, give us the be- give us the highlights. Yeah, give us the best can, ones. can you re- read this with me? Hillary? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have a dramatic you reading. Can read my dramatic reading. Okay. Who's playing Bad Billy Pratt? I'll play Bad Billy. Can, okay. can you read these? Yeah, I can. This read is a deep. feminine mistake podcast. How's version. your debutante? Oh, she's one lousy cook. How long are you gonna keep her? $25 a day, I figure, a little wifey poo. Wifey poo can work off what she owes me in a little over a month. It's your first night with her, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that was shockingly accurate. All right, well, here's a good time whiskey. for me to mention this. Like, I should be super bothered by this. So this is what happens next is that he pretends to be drunk and, like, wants and, like, gets on, and, like, he's going to get on top of her and, like, they're going to, you know, and... I should be bothered by his behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, you should. I don't know if I'm just really entranced by the mullet. I don't really know. <laughs> but Nicole's like, well, I climbed on the top way, of me. Brain injury. Maybe right I've been gaslit by our president. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like the what he does doesn't match up with what he says. So, like, he says that, like, he jokes around with her about that stuff. Like, uh, and he jokes with his friends about that stuff. But then... 
never ne- like I feel like the movie is very careful careful about crossing a line mm-hmm. you know what I mean like she's always sleeping on the couch or he's always sleeping on the couch until they make the that until they have that date I'm just saying like I think the thing that keeps still, me from once feeling we get to that date I will we'll get there some things yeah. to say about that but I I'm agree not with what uh, you're saying yeah I think the thing yeah. that keeps me from feeling like wholly disgusted with this and is necessary for this movie to work is that even though he puts her through the ringer and treats her like crap, which is what he what he's doing, I guess, in revenge for that like two days he had to spend with her. I mean, it doesn't really seem fair, but whatever. Um, he never like I feel like I never feel like it gets rapey. That's all I'm just saying. But he's in his underwear and climbs on top of her. But yeah, he had every great. opportunity. Acting, he had every opportunity to take advantage of her, but he chose not to. And I kind of like right, but I think the whole point of this scene was fear and power. And that is what he gets out of it. You know, I... And he does take advantage of her, just not sexually. Right. And he does climb on top of her and try to kiss her and put her in this position where she feels like... And if she had kissed him back, would he have done it? And that's the thing is, like, also a woman put in that position. I mean, like, when you're in a situation where it's like, I might get raped right now. I might just have a man force himself on me right now and she thinks that that he's really drunk and she changed like if you looked at her face and her her like when she was joanna and she was around him she was like no like she was like pissed but in this scene she looked scared like this guy could rape me right now yeah i don't ever think it was being played like that i'm just i'm not saying that the reality of the situation couldn't have been that but like I think the acting moment that ha- was happening was, ew, gross, please don't touch me. I was going to say, I did not register fear. No, I, I did not either. I didn't register I fear. That. I registered, like, avoidance. Maybe that's me, like, projecting my own issues yeah. on it then. I'm just, just saying. Because, like, that's what I've I registered. been in situations like that before where it was just like, oh, you're not going to sleep with me. Get the fuck out. Like, she didn't look, like, she didn't look annoyed or grossed out. She looked scared to me. I also feel like he never had any intention of sleeping with her. I also feel like what he says to Billy about her is male posturing. Like, I feel like he never intended You're to sleep You're using the locker her. room talk argument right now. No. I know, You're but the difference is, as but the difference that. is he, like, I feel like in the other case, like that guy fully has a history of sexual assault. Yeah. And this guy is a, is a movie character who by, by based on, what we see is as as of the slice of his life, which is all we have of him. He never at any point like actually tries to cross the line and like, he doesn't touch her. Like he doesn't like he does that thing at the hospital, which unfortunately was very common. That forced kiss thing. We've seen it in multiple movies. I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying in the context of this time period, I feel like they're always careful to stay on one side of the line. And I think it made it less creepy for me. And I feel like I, I feel like I should be more bothered by it than I am. But I feel like at no point did I ever feel like he was going to actually do anything to her, I guess. I yeah. felt the same way. Yeah, I felt the same way. But I also feel like I, if I were her, I would not appreciate him being in his underwear climbing on top. Oh, oh okay. I agree. No, yeah. And yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, but I don't think that there was even in, in the acting. I don't I didn't see any fear being played. Okay, so now we get the dream sequence um, where she has this dream uh, about being <laughs> yeah. at a rich party. On New Year's Eve, specifically. Uh, I think it's telling that her husband is nowhere to be found in this dream. Yes. 
Yep. Yeah. I love the just the the conf- looking guys confetti in her face. She's just like looking up with her eyes and just. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. just oh yeah, when she gets the confetti. Yeah, the confetti when she's like choking on the confetti. That's some real. Yeah. That's some good comedic acting yeah. right there. Yeah. That's some good good, good stuff. So he wakes, he wakes her up. up. It's time to get the kids off to school. And she wakes up saying help, help also, which I thought was really upsetting. Yeah, that is, I guess. That's she just upsetting. like wakes up and he's like splashing water on her and she just goes, help, help. And I was like, oh my God, you well, poor woman. That's what I say to myself every morning and then when I get says, up. And he says, the kids need lunches. And she's like, I don't like they need to go to school. And she's like, I don't care if they go to school. And he's like, well, I guess they'll stay here all day with you. And she's like, oh, God. And <laughs> puts up and makes what I love about horrible school. PB and mayo sandwiches. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> Gross. And the bread was falling apart. Yeah. It was just She's like pouring <laughs> M&Ms on top of it. It's like so gross. Like pressing them into the uh, peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so speaking of indentured servitude, now we go to the hot single, Jim Dandy to the Rescue. Yes. And the Jim Dandy uh, housework montage, or worst housework ever montage. It's basically how I clean. Jim Dandy though, to like the I Rescue. I've, been, I've had that song stuck in my head for days oh, now. Oh, me too. Me too. Jim and Dandy it reminds me of Mr. Rescue. Mom and Baby Boom. Oh, it yeah. very much reminded me of Mr. Mom. We had a similar montage in Mr. Mom. And we had a similar with, montage in... in in baby boom too did we yeah a, a montage of her uh, like making applesauce oh making no, applesauce no, but not no, but cleaning the, i not, don't think but doing house chores doing like house repairs and Maybe. like all i that don't stuff. remember that i remember the applesauce montage but um i this especially reminded me of mr mom because it was like a person and maybe this is that montage too i don't i don't recall that one but um a person who doesn't know how to do housework doing housework and how miserable it is. This is basically an insight into my morning. Um, I don't chop wood, but we do see her chopping wood uh, with a chainsaw, right? Yeah. yeah. And having a really hard time. And I work in tree work. Is that I how you need... chop wood, though? No, is not that... typically. Typically, okay. you use a um, wood ball or like an axe. We see another possessed washing machine. Yes. yes. Is, it a, is it a washing machine or is it a sink? No, it's definitely Watch a washing, washing machine. Because that's why it's just like an old outhousey kind of washing machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's her birthday present later. And then we kind of go into uh, from this montage. We go directly into her sort of comatose. She's just catatonic. On the catatonic, arm, on yeah. The arm, the catatonic and the kids are making fun of her, yeah. and they're like, "She just, at least she stopped going boo 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 boo." And then like she he, needs he, like, food, and they're just <laughs> throwing popcorn at her face. This yeah. is fun. Basically, that's what I look like at six p.m. No. I mean, that's what I look like every day at 6 p.m. Chris comes home and I'm like, bup, 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 bup. <laughs> and then yeah. the, this is that, the next thing she says, like he dumped, well, d- he, dumps she, her. He dunks in the, her in the water to shock her back into. My life is like death. My children are the spawn of hell and you're the devil. Sometimes I feel like that at 6 p.m. also. I definitely feel that way after a long day home with the kids. That's what I say to myself late at night before I go to bed. My life is hell. My children <laughs> are spawns of Satan and you are the devil. Is that you talking I to the it. ghost? Yeah, no, I say it to myself in the mirror, oh. mostly. <laughs> well, one of the, I think the, um, I think one of the important things she says here, though, is I don't belong here. I feel it. Don't you think I feel it? And she's so unhappy in this moment. It makes me really sad. He like kidnapped an unhappy woman to make her unhappy someplace else. That's a real That's bummer. Accurate. That's accurate. And the, to make his lives, his life, and the life of his children better. Yeah, but that doesn't excuse it. Even no, I just bring mean the kids like into it. No, I no, I, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying that you know it is what it is. Yeah. Now we do get a turn at some point in that, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. We, you know we can talk about how we feel about that. But 
during the scene, he stands next to the closet yes. doing the thing with his Not shirt. Not yet. Yes. I, yeah, I, that's yeah, right. Yeah, this is what, when it happens. It, yeah. Okay. And yeah, she's, yeah, like, yeah. It, she's like, hmm, this looks, hmm. Yeah, she like has flashes to him back in the right, other well, closet, but it's his nipples that really bring her back. Yeah, the nipples she's are really what trigger She's been in that before, but once he starts doing the nipple tease, that's the nipples when the harps come out. The yep. nipple, the nipples trigger. Oh, the, uh, right, the harps that letting us know that we that she's remembering yeah. it, and we see the shoes, and we see him and doing lots that of thing. The nipples with in multiple locations. Well, we see I him doing s- that thing with the tank again. True, and I will say, when they first started doing the harps, I was like, "There's no way this is the moment she falls in love with him." Like, oh god oh you thought this moment. was the mo- oh, yes god. well just because with the way that the music was oh. like crescendoing i was like yeah. this is building up to something and it's uh, it sounds like it's gonna be a romance well they keep cutting back to her like but looking then, at the closet and looking at his nipples and looking at the closet <laughs> right looking at his nipples <laughs> yeah. and then she gets his nipples are familiar <laughs> so meanwhile back on ss trump uh, Grant is partying with some starlets, starlets. i'm so virile i'm so rich <laughs> i know <laughs> like what? Which I imagine is what Donald Trump says Good to himself every you. morning. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tofuti Klein is there. Mm. This one character with the strangest name. And he says a bunch of times. I, know, like, I love Tofuti ice cream. Tofuti. Have y'all had that? Tofuti ice cream. Oh, it's ice cream made of tofu, girl. Ew. What? That sounds Yum. gross. It sounds gross. It's delicious. La- lactose right. free. Get it at Kroger. Mm. Lactose free. Don't like it. I just like, I like the sound of the word tofuti. Tofuti. Well, anyway, there's a starlet named Tofuti Klein on the ship, and he yeah. says her name a lot. Uh, Joanna's mom calls. She wants to know where Joanna is. Um, Grant makes up some excuses. She Joanna's went out mom's not sh- really sh- buying it. Hopping. Apparently, she's been calling for a couple weeks now. Yeah. And uh, well, she's the only sense of time that we've gotten. Right. So she's been so Joanna or Annie. Which, by the way, I've seen this movie thousands of times, and I just made the connection that Annie is short for Joanna. Me too. Uh, when I watched it this time, mm-hmm. like this time for the show. Anyway, so I guess Annie's been there for a couple weeks. That's kind of the sense we get. So now she's kind of seen the photo. She's kind of accepted her her lot in life, and we cut back to um, Dean's, and she's rubbing Dean's feet, which I never, never do for my husband. No. I don't want to like I told Chris when we were watching this movie I'm not going to touch those snaggle toes uh-uh. <laughs> like I did not was not part of our vows and they're just like getting drunk in the middle of the day and this Burping. is also where I realized that Dean is probably just a giant alcoholic it seems like it and, and that's too. probably why he's such a bad dad and kind of an abusive partner. Mm. He calls her <laughs> sugar lips and love chop. Well, is it, is it a weekend? Are they drinking beer while watching a game? Again, I'm not trying to make excuses yeah. for Kurt Russell and his beautiful mullet, but I'm just saying, like, just are like, they watching a game on a weekend? I'm just questioning this a little bit. Still, like, more than one six-pack between two people. It's I mean... It's not a lot of I've seen alcohol. some adults kick some... Six I mean, he does. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, there. I'm not saying I haven't done it, but like, <laughs> he has three children there and is four. an adult man. Four I mean, children. it's not the responsible <laughs> choice. The little one. I would also point out this is, I think, the first time we see the bang the bottle against something to get yeah. the cap off. Yeah. That we'll yes. see multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah. Um, 
which I have never been able to do. I was watching this with Nicole, and when he did that, when he banged the beer and a little bit spilled, she, she was like, oh my God, he's just okay with spilling the beer? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> what grossed me out was that he, okay, so Kurt Russell like puts the bottle, if you haven't seen the movie, anytime somebody does it, they put the bottle up against the edge of something, like a bookcase or a table, and they bang the top of the beer with the back of their, with the palm of their hand, and the beer top pops off which I, I've never been able to do but everybody does it in this movie and so at this point Kurt Russell does it and then a little bit of the beer foams over and he just shakes it off onto the carpet like a fucking savage that's what I'm saying I laughed at like at, a fucking at Nicole like because she was savage. so upset she was like he doesn't care about spilling the beer well I'm just saying he's like how much beer is this guy throwing it's on the floor he's an alcoholic okay well now to your point I think I agree with you because no, who spills? Sorry, I waited for this beer moment to reveal on this. The floor. Oh, is this your theory? Mine. Okay. This is my theory: oh, okay. is that Dean is a raging alcoholic. Well, he does seem to drink a lot, but I just yeah. don't all don't all mountain men drink. I'm not a I'm not a mountain man, so he, I don't know. I don't think so. No? I don't okay. know. I don't know. It just seemed excessive <laughs> to me. Um, she's trying really hard to fit in. It's kind of sad, actually, mm-hmm. because every time he, she sits down, he's basically like, sugar lips, will you get me this? Sugar lips, will you get me? We need yeah. more beer. Sugar lips, what about dessert? And she's like, I didn't make any brownies. And he's like, what about chocolate cream pie? And she's like, I made some chocolate cream pie. <laughs> and she goes to go get it. And the kids have put glue on the plates. Yeah. And yeah. she gets her hands glued to the plates. Which I do love this scene. I think it's funny. Yeah, it was kind of a classic 80s move, I think. I was a horrible child, and I wanted to do that so badly. (laughs) You could do it now to your parents. Yeah. Like a Thanksgiving dinner, maybe. Yeah, my dad's also my boss. Like, he could fire me for that. No, not your dad, your mom. Yeah, she's the real boss. Also, is is this (laughs) bad that, like, my first thought was, like, that's perfect, perfect. She's perfectly equipped now to smack them all in the face. (laughs) It did seem like it would be a good opportunity for that. Um, Yeah. She, so the kids glue her the plates to her hand she's furious um and this is when she like blows her top basically mm-hmm. yeah and she's like i've cooked i've slaved and cooked and cleaned i picked up after you and your dogs and your kids and your friends and he's like well didn't bother and she's she's like it didn't bother you before and she's like well it bothers me now yeah. she's like i and don't want to live joe like this sprays her with chocolate syrup yeah little sweet little joe he just wanted to get into the doctor death club though i think right the gruesome ghouls or whatever they were oh yeah um but yeah so she gets sprayed with the chocolate syrup and goes into some kind of weird state where everyone where she seems like she's about to get some serious revenge she brings them the pie i thought she was gonna i mean i've seen this movie before but i thought she was gonna slap yes smush the pie in his face Mm -hmm. she like brings him the pie on the plate that her hand is stuck to and she's like Your chocolate cream pie. (laughs) (laughs) And they ominously they dig it. They don't use plates or forks or knives. They just like dig into it. And then she brings the hose from the the sink and sprays them all. Which is a long hose. Very long. By the way. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't tell. I didn't think about it being from the sink. I just assumed she brought a hose from outside. But um, she fully sprays them down. And I was imagining this being like the moment when like they start fighting and like this being a big bad moment but this is actually a great moment for them they all seem to, to like it well we see her playing laughing around. and having yeah. fun for the first time yeah mm-hmm. so she runs outside and the kids chase her 
Right. She put on masks. runs and hides and the kids put on masks and they come out and she jumps out at them and like they all roll around in the, in the, so the kids, it's like, I don't think she connects with Dean necessarily in this scene, but I think she connects with the kids Yeah, yeah. is what happens here. Okay. So we're all in the classroom. Right. Okay. So we're in the classroom. So it's the next day. Um, I love this scene. I do too. Yeah. I think this is a great scene. Uh, the kids are called up by the teacher. Why are they all in the same class, by the way? I think they're because taking a test, a placement test. Why are all of them taking school? And she's the principal. Well, she's the principal and the only teacher, apparently, because I didn't see any other teachers. They no, only no. hired one actor to be a teacher. All in, this in movie. the same room from five to fourteen. So I just assume this is supposed to be like a one-room schoolhouse kind of deal. But if you look down the hall, it looks it like looks a like school. Looks like there's tons of classes. I, I, without overthinking it too much, I think that they're there to take a placement test, maybe mm-hmm. to figure out which grade they should be in. Or a standardized test. Uh, so a standardized like test, which you still would not take yeah. with a multi-age group. But who knows? Yeah. Maybe this is an <laughs> alternative school. Do they yeah, even have know. standardized testing back then? Yep. Oh, yes. I took a standardized test. Not like, it's not like now where you take one like every other week. But yeah, you did take them from time to time. Mm-hmm. And they are taking the Schwarzman-Heimlichen test, <laughs> apparently. Um, so the teacher berates them in front of all the other students and Annie arrives to talk to the teacher much in the same way that I do whenever somebody asks me to come to school to talk to uh, talk about my child and they're like, you know, she doesn't listen. And I'm like, fucking tell me about it. (laughs) I mean, that's basically my attitude. I'm like, you think she doesn't listen here? Well, you should see what goes on at home. Let me tell you. (laughs) So then she looks down and realizes that the kids have poison ivy. And uh, immediately is like, hey, teach, um, what the fuck? Uh, my kids have poison ivy. And it's like all over them. Like it they've is. got it on them. And they're like itching like and they've got faces. like open sores. Oh. And this is when she goes off on the teacher and is basically like, you know, my kids are smart kids. They're sensitive kids. And tests are dumb. Tests are dumb. And yep. goes basically says everything that I feel about standardized tests. Mm-hmm. And so she defends them, which is probably something that they haven't really experienced before really on that yeah. level, I think, mm-hmm. where somebody really goes to bat for them. And in fact, Dean is there and he just kind of stands outside yeah, the why room. Why does he just yeah. stand outside the room and listen? Why doesn't he come in and participate? I think he was more worried about the teacher saying something that would strike up her memory. And make her realize Annie's yeah. memory, and or make asking, her like when you guys got married, or right? Whatever, yeah. Or saying something like, "Oh, so you're new? He remarried you recently? Because when I came to the house, he was very single." Interesting. Yeah. I mm. thought he didn't go in there because he was he didn't want to get involved. Mm. I thought, I thought he, he just didn't know how. I thought I he didn't he go in there because he didn't want to frankly. get yelled at. That too. Like That's I think he yeah. just doesn't know how to deal with his kids that's what i interpret it as that i thought as well but too. he is kind of out there smiling about yeah he is like hell yeah good take job. down of the teacher like, like he seems Joanna. like he's this is the part where they're starting to connect a little bit yeah this is like this is like the fall in love and or at least he's fall falling for her um but yeah. i was just like i did not like how he just so not important. hung out there and let her take that and didn't and they're well, his kids. She didn't need any help. No, she seemed like she had it yeah. Yeah. pretty down pat. Well, and this is also the moment where her accent kind of loosens up a little bit. Because I went back and I watched this right. movie twice. And I realized the, by the end that she doesn't have the same accent. Not accent, but I guess the well, way the that she... Upper the, class. The vocal yeah. affect of the upper yeah. class. Um, and I noticed by the end that it had uh, loosened up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and the 
biggest shift happens right after this scene. Yeah, this is when she really like embraces, like she becomes Annie, mm-hmm. I yeah. think, in the scene. And you're right, like her, her the vocal quality of her voice changes. It's a good observation. Um, so this is the scene. Uh, so after this, she's putting calamine lotion on the kids, mm-hmm. and this is when we discover that Joey can't read. Which yeah. if he is five, that's perfectly <laughs> fine. Well, whatever. Uh, the ki- I don't remember. I thought he was five. Maybe he's six. Maybe he's seven. I don't know. The point is. Uh, the uh, all the kids say that he's too old to not know how to read. Basically, mm. it's like a problem yeah. that hasn't yeah. been addressed. <laughs> all right. So the next scene is they're, they're playing volleyball and grilling out. Mm-hmm. Yep. They are, seem to be fully in the swing of their life together mm-hmm. at this point. They start talking about a golf course, which actually I watched this movie again, and they mentioned the golf course in one of the very first scenes. They do. They mention it throughout the movie, and it wasn't until this scene that I realized his dream in life is to open a mini golf course. Dreaming big. (laughs) It's just so lame. In a tiny town like that. It's a moneymaker. I... You know, big dream, Hillary. Look, the man. (laughs) Gosh, Hillary. We haven't gotten there yet, (laughs) but his night job is shoveling fish guts. Yeah, well. Yeah. Just saying doesn't make it better so yes they do bring up the golf course several times mm-hmm. at the beginning Annie we have not mentioned it um i in fact his ingenuity with the closet i think comes up later when they're designing the golf course as well mm-hmm. i yeah. would say but then she offers to help him by drawing the things for the golf course drawing the sketches well she doesn't come up with the idea he tells her to well she comes yeah. up with the idea um, yes. For the seven wonders of the world theme. And then draws it all for him. And then we've got with a crayons. montage of her drawing them okay, with crayons and markers. You guys missed a really important thing. Okay. And that? it's, hey, Trav, don't knock her up. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He oh, gets a girlfriend. God. Yeah. He, I, yep. <laughs> Travis and, is walking with some girl. And, and, and this, his, the, his kid brother, the youngest one, Joey, is like, hey, Trav, don't knock her up. <laughs> and this and led like, to <gasps> whole Chris and I talking about teen pregnancy for like five minutes yeah i'm sure it's pretty common in that town i mean it's chris was like it's a real worry it's a good warning (laughs) you you (laughs) should heed that so we do get the montage of her like it's like a short montage there are like five montage this movie is riddled loved riddled with montages all of our 80s films had have had yeah montages um so she's drawing uh, all the pictures it mm-hmm. seems like she's enjoying it though like again yeah. like she seems happy like i realize it's not a real th- like life that she's leading but she seems happier than we saw her on the boat i'm just saying true uh, for sure but it's fake what is but are we all Hillary? living a fake life are in we? the matrix guys if somebody kidnapped <laughs> me and forced me to become their wife like i don't care how fucking happy i am you better Look, come frankly get me. i could use some help around here and i might kidnap you and make you my wife <laughs> i if you did not know that you were kidnapped though but i would let you sleep on the air mattress and you would not have to sleep on the couch that's a proper kid. And you would not yes. worry that's, about that's dying from a gas fire. It's still in disguise. Like. And there are no ghosts in my house. That you know of. All right. So next scene, they build the, they're building the golf course. We see him like, you know, doing all the sort of Rube Goldberg mechanics on the inside of the pyramid thing. Okay. All right. And then, then at the next thing, Dean thinks he should tell any of the truth. What I didn't write down what makes him think he should tell um, her the you truth. You know, he comes home and, oh, it's, uh, they're at the golf course mm-hmm. and they're working on the golf course. And Dean is basically like, I'm feeling guilty. You know, at first it was a gag, but now I'm really feeling bad. I need to come clean and tell her the truth. 
So he comes home and Annie is teaching Joey to read. And Joey says, are you going to leave? And she says, no, I'm your mommy. And he says, well, sometimes mommies leave. And she's like, well, I'm not going to leave. And he gives her a a macaroni net necklace. Heartbreaking. So cute. Heart. I was like breaking my heart. I was like, these poor kids, like their mother has died. And now they've got a new mom that they're lying to. And it's just like, it just breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. This is the thing that does really bother me about the movie is the kids and the way that they. I'm glad there's something that bothers you, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. I, I tried to it's feel okay. bad. It's okay. I tried. You suspended reality. Okay. You I bought tried, into it. I did. tried to it's feel fine. bad. It's fine. You're allowed to not feel bad. But about I do it. feel bad about the kids. I don't feel good about everything. I don't feel good about it. I yeah. recognize that this is some serious subterfuge going on and it's not healthy. Yeah. And the dad comes home and one of the twins is like, I got a role of Tiny Tim. And one of them is like, I got an A in English. And Travis is like, I'm flunking math. Yeah, Travis, that guy's a loser. <laughs> Just a little smack to the face for Travis. <laughs> so he tr- sits her down. He tries to tell her the truth. Uh, he cannot. He can't seem to do it. Right? He just cannot seem to do it. He says, um, "I forgot your birthday." So he says he forgot a birthday. So now we go mm-hmm. to Jim Danny the Rescue again. Again, we've got the live performance. Two songs in this whole movie, and they're both Jim Dandy to the Rescue. <laughs> <laughs> Is that banjo song just Jim Dandy to the Rescue? Just <laughs> no, the one, the one that. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's that's a different okay. one. They no, dance. no, the the hot single from the show. Well, there's also a Randy Newman song at the end. Um, Jim Dandy the Rescue. This is the live performance of Jim Dandy with the Jim Dandy trio. I don't know what their names are, but they <laughs> all look like Jimmy Buffett, uh, basically. So and, and what's his name? Chris Cross, the guy who sings Africa. They all look Christopher Cross. They all oh look like God. Christopher Cross and Jimmy There's Buffett. There's a guy named Chris Cross. Christo. Christopher Cross. You need to see Cristo when Africa comes on the radio. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. That's Toto. Oh, Toto is say. Africa. <laughs> okay. It's beautiful when it happens. All right. So um, they're having a blast. Mm-hmm. They're dancing around, dancing, yeah. dancing, dancing, drinking. and drinking. Actually drinking their $7 bottle of champagne. Can I live well, large. how much is that in 1987? <laughs> Probably like 14. Okay. That's an absurdly cheap bottle of champagne. Right. Which is yeah. funny because if you think about that scene with the caviar, so yeah. her palate is definitely adjusted. Changed, yes. Yeah. So they take their plastic cups and their bottle of Andre outside. Well, they're having a good time, though. She's having it's fun. She's having fun. He's having fun. After the birthday celebration, we get the sexual montage. Where they, they like, like... You mean have the <laughs> rape scene. This is exactly, what Chris, scene. exactly what, what Chris said. My husband believes very intensely that, that that this is rape and i'm like well it is it's consensual law. she's consenting she's consenting to a man that she doesn't know because she doesn't know who she is either well she's chris consenting says to a man she has a brain injury and is her husband <laughs> it's but definitely so men lie all the time about who they are and see maybe my, exactly this is them. a more fundamental lie my <laughs> my maybe my standards are really low but basically i was like look if every time a person lied about who they were to a woman to sleep with them like everybody would be a rapist this well is basically by law this is rape fair this is rape by law if you are lying about who you are and the relationship that you have with a person to sleep with them or in any way tricking them into having sex with you, it is rape. 
this scene is by definition a rape scene in my mind and it really makes me uncomfortable and like the idea of a woman who thinks that this is my husband, we've been married for 13 years, we have four children together, we've made these children together, I've birthed these children for him, even though I can't remember it, but this is the life I have, this is the man I love, I married him for a reason, my parents approved of him, my family approved of him, we got married in church together, I I, I feel this in this moment, it's my birthday, I'm in love. Which it's not. I'm going to have sex with him. And then to find out that that man is not your husband. He's your kidnapper. He's the man who has brainwashed you into thinking that you are married to him and has treated you like a slave for the past two months. It's a lot for me in this scene. Those are all valid points. That was a real heavy moment. But this is a rape scene and it bothers me. And I love this movie. I won't even front about it i think this movie's awesome i think it's great but this is a rape scene and it really bugs me well said uh, yeah sorry no (laughs) No, i I mean that's valid for all the evening no 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 no, no. no. i mean i knew we were going to get to that topic my husband would 100 percent agree with you um as far as the narrative goes did they have any other choice but to go here in order to get them to the point where they decide to stay together i think Ah. so yeah so you think that all of this could have happened without them sleeping together? Yeah, I don't. And think she you still would have to... jumped off the boat at the end. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So. I don't think I'm you need asking. a giant cock to f- discover that you love someone and want to be with them. You know. Well, who, nobody well, said it was giant. But I assume <laughs> it is. Look at him. I oh mean, God. based on the rest of his body, we're gonna have to I, assume I that you, you are don't right need about to that. Sleep with someone to love them and want to no, be with them. No, but I think n- mo- n- movie narratives, and maybe it's because movie narratives. Movie well, this is written by a woman, though. This movie yeah. is written by a woman, but movie narratives but tend were to... just as brainwashed about sex and relationships as men. Or is it actually more realistic that people have sex with even less emotion than this? I mean, I, I'm just I, saying, I mean, like, I agree, but it's not the issue of emotion. It's the issue of information. It's, no, I, I mean, he's fully... I mean, I, I totally agree that, like... He's kidnapped her and he's you, fully you, lying to her. You can sleep with people that you don't know and it, have it be totally fine. And, like, if you are both consenting adults who are agreeing to the situation, but at this point she is still a woman with a brain injury who doesn't know who she is with a man who's kidnapped and lied to her. And... Mm-hmm. No, you. that's a fair point. It's... Yeah it's problematic and like i do think that it could have been achieved without this scene i see why they put it in there i, I mean get it. They, they need a sex scene That's i do think it was unnecessary just generally for them to hump for so long yeah. i was gonna say <laughs> how did they like they started on the bed humping. they went to the I, floor and they were like you know what let's get back on the bed i, I know i'm like just maybe why is it like they humped their way off shorter. the bed like why is that necessary like why are they on the floor yeah. i don't and then that to, bed is far too tiny also yes for for comfort very true but then to wake up and be like happy birthday here's your gift let's fuck again like i oh mean my god and the kids there's being nothing there, sexier than a dry again, a wash a new washer for you know but yeah. they're they're, they're kick, i don't they're, know i'd fuck any man that brought me a washer dryer <laughs> at this point no <laughs> oh. oh just yeah, free um, dishwasher even. Send your mm. send your mm. washer dryers to feminine mistake podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yep, please. Okay. 
moving on um yep. back at the, back on the yacht uh grant is still partying joanne's mom edith calls again and is basically mm-hmm. like if you do not produce my daughter she threatens him she's like if yeah. you don't produce my daughter i'm gonna start cutting up body parts did you um, mention two months, yeah, yes. two months have passed yeah two months have passed which if you think about it is nice really slapped that golf course together real quick yeah real quick yeah um meanwhile uh this is the day of the grand opening of the golf course and, and who it's jean jackets in, as far as the eye can see. Who gets in his <laughs> fancy outfit? Oh, he's got that fancy corduroy outfit. Hey, at least they're so consistent fancy. with the costuming. Yeah, true. I actually thought that was a great touch to yeah. have him have this one nice outfit. I agree. Yeah. Before they go, she finds the panties. In the glove compartment. Oh, in the yeah. glove compartment. Yeah. row. Yeah. It's and it has JS on them. And she thinks her name is Annie Gooley. No, <laughs> Annie Profit. Profit. Yeah. So AP. She thinks her initials should be AP, but it's yeah. JS. You know, basically she's like, this is not yeah. nothing. She threatens and divorce. She threatens yeah. to get a divorce. And she finally says, he's like, do you love her? That's what she, she, she yeah, says. Yeah, and he's like, uh, yes and no, because obviously he's talking about her. But mm-hmm. uh, he takes this as an op- the opportunity to come clean. And he yeah. says, uh, these are your panties which is something a woman always wants to hear. Yep. <laughs> um, we're not married. These aren't your children. Actually, those are all things that I'd be fine with hearing. And These are your panties. We're not married. These aren't your children. You can and go Hillary's home now like and you're clicking rich. her heels. Like, hey, ho. <laughs> She's not listening, though. She doesn't, no, she she doesn't hear believe it. it. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. She does not hear it at all. Well, he tries to get the kids to admit it, mm-hmm. and they won't. They're like, yeah. fuck you. We're keeping her, which is fair. It's fair. Yeah. They haven't they had have, a mom for three years. She's made their lives better. They have. To, they they love her, mm-hmm. legitimately love her. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she's. they're like, no, we're not going to. And he's like, you would, you would rather live with, with her than your own father? And they're like, mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the golf course opening. So the golf course is packed. Uh, they, it looks like they have a good opening. Joey gets his arm stuck in Abraham Lincoln's mouth. Um, the kids give her flowers. Yep. Um, Dean credits Annie with having the imag- imagination and the vision to bring the golf course to life. And then her up on the stage, kisses her, gives her a ring. Not just kisses her, but like makes out with her for a long while in public because then someone else steps forward and cuts the ribbon and then everyone's leaving. They're still just like face making out. And then he gives her a ring and we don't hear what he says. Well, earlier she said that she lost her ring at sea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, so I think this is kind of like the Stockholm syndrome kidnapper version of an engagement. Sure. Yeah, because if you already <laughs> think you're married and you get a <laughs> well, ring that you've lost, you're getting in. It's romantic. This is romantic. He, right? he, he tells her he loves her and he says he wants yeah. to spend the rest of his lot, lot, lot life with her. Right. But this is just where this movie falls apart for me, you guys. Like 20 minutes before they got to this event, he was like, no, bitch, you're really Joanna. Like, you're not my wife. I kidnapped you. And she's like, that's very funny. Of course, I'm not. And then he proposes but, to her and he already has a ring ready to go in his pocket and it's just he like, loves her <laughs> and he has a mullet mm-hmm. and nipples okay. um this is where this whole thing falls apart look i think he wants to be with her but he also wants to tell her the truth and those two things can't coexist right right 
Well, clearly his kids are not willing to tell her the truth. No. Yeah. Well, no, and he, neither is bad. Well, and bad. and we didn't mention this, but he says to them, "She doesn't belong to you," and they say, "He, she didn't belong to you either." But that didn't stop you. Yeah. So just the Parenting kids are right. Example, Great you know, example for the kids. Um. Okay. So, but we do get a re- the reveal. The reveal yeah. is coming. Um. Mm-hmm. So after they get back from the golf course, um, Grant's limo is there. Yep. She's like, hi, Grant. I just need to put these in, in water. And then takes the flowers inside. And then she comes back and she's like, Grant, my, my memory. They told me it wouldn't come back, but it did. I actually, in terms of the writing of this, I love that she has all the lines and they just stand there silently. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah. is a difficult scene to execute because whenever mm-hmm. characters yeah. are like getting their memory back, it can be real hokey. I think um, Goldie Hawn did an amazing job. Great, she she sells it really yeah. well. Yeah. Um, it feels truthful, as truthful as a scene about a person who has amnesia suddenly and remembering everything about their lives can be, but it feels yeah. very truthful. And I feel like the the twist, this the shift from... Oh, I'm so excited that I can remember again to, holy shit, you lied to me, kidnapped me, and used me. Mm. And the pain that she feels there is very real, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, I think that yeah. Goldie Hawn in this moment is a very underrated a- actress. Like, she's always only been in mo- movies like this. You know, she hasn't yeah. mm-hmm. gotten the big, like, she's Oscar a roles. fantastic comedic yeah. actress. But she's does great. a great job in yeah. this scene, I feel and like. And the sure. kids chase I mean, after the, li- the, the limo. That's heartbreaking. But also, I heard on the second viewing, jo- Joey cries out, you said moms don't leave. Yeah. I actually cried both times. Because I watched this movie yep. twice. I cried both times during the scene. I did not have that kind of reaction to it, obviously, earlier in my life before I had kids. But... The kids like pounding on the window and her like putting her hand up on the window was like very yeah, that really heartbreaking to me. She covered her ears in the same way that she did back when he yep. had that fight with her. Yes. And she didn't want to hear yeah. what he had to say about her. Yeah. Back on the yacht. Back on the yacht wearing a fantastic gold dress. Oh my God. She looks amazing. No, before, but first she's wearing a red and white striped shirt with a green velvet jacket. She's looking out at the water, and, and, and Nicole okay. said something about post Annie look is much more hu- human than it's much more yes. relaxed. Like mm-hmm. her initial, her look at her Joanna look before was she had the very tight back, pulled, slick back hair, and like a lot of makeup. And like here, she's looking a little softer. Like they've mm-hmm. softened her look as the post Annie look. So she's kind of somewhere yeah. between Annie and the old Joanna. So she's trying really hard to behave correctly, and I'm putting correctly in quotes. You can't see that, of course, at home. But Edith is there. Joanna's mom is there. Grant is there. And uh, they're all trying to like figure out like if she's ever going to be herself again or that old Joanna, which if that's what you want. Okay. Uh, Seems like the new Joanna is an improvement personally. Um, But her mom is equally uh, insufferable, I believe. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And her mom is wearing this ridiculous poofed out dress. I love that she makes Andrew poof it before she sits down. Andrew, I'm sitting. (laughs) And he has to like lift up her poof so that she can sit down. Yeah, I think it's But she doesn't sit. She just kind of like gracefully falls to the side. (laughs) Well, there's so much material there. And (laughs) so she's laying in bed. In her evening gown, full makeup mm-hmm. on, yep. as you do. Like you, like do. you do. yeah. I always sleep in sequined evening gowns. Um, sleeping next to Edith, not in Grant's bed. She's chosen yeah, not to sleep to with her Grant. Mother. She's sn- sleeping in her mom's room. Um, her mom's got this crazy face mask on. Um, <laughs> and she's just staring up at the ceiling, and she decides she's going to turn the boat around. She says, mm-hmm. I'm going home. I'm going back to Dean. Yep. Going back to Dean. So are, she are you with the wheel herself. Are we okay with it now, now that she knows... I am fine with it at the end. 
I'm still not totally fine with the rape scene that happens. Well, no, I just mean like, are we happy that she goes back? Isn't she still, hasn't she still been manipulated? Yes, I'm not okay with it (laughs) at all. I just, I don't like it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. But whatever, I mean, free world, it's her choice. She can do what she wants. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure some therapy is in order, probably. For all involved, yeah. I think everyone could use a little therapy. But Um, I mean, it's a better situation for this version of her. Yeah. I mean, she seems happier. She's nicer to Mm -hmm. people. Again, we have to remember this is kind of a over-the-top comedy. Yeah, Yeah, this wouldn't With ridiculous situations. We go back to Dean and... um, they get on a Coast Guard boat. Well, he goes back to the kids' clubhouse and he's like, he's like, it's Dr. Death. Let's go. And the kids are like, we're going to go get mom. And so they all get on this Coast Guard boat. Apparently. And then yep. we're back to Annie and she tells Grant that she doesn't love him anymore. And she, he's like, since when does love have anything to do with marriage? You should have stayed in that psycho ward. And then she's like, wait a second. And he's like, and then he goes on about like, confessing to her and he says i was whacking the donkey with painted ladies okay i wrote that down and i was like where does that come in like i don't remember where whacking the donkey with painted ladies is it whacking the donkey a euphemism oh yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i didn't think he was literally whacking and whacking the donkey no. no. Well, I hear that's what Trump reference. I'm. I hear that's what the upper class like to do. I have heard right? that as well. I mean, or, that's. I. I don't know. I don't live in that uh, class. I, I'm not yeah. of that class of I'm citizenship. I'm not of that class where I need like gold raining down on my face. From but from what I understand, genitals, but <laughs> when you're rich, nothing feels makes you feel richer than the so golden showers. Warm hot golden shower <laughs> flying at your face. <laughs> And the next so. thing he says is, "I'm a god so at like sea. Changing. I'm a god at sea." And then, um, the and then she she tells the psychiatrist, she's like, "Look, he's he has he's having another episode where he thinks he's a god yeah, or he something. He thinks he's god." Well, she yeah. keeps she gets the psychologist to keep him busy, and then she goes below the boat and gets them to stop the boat. Mm-hmm. So she jumps <laughs> into the sea. To wait, wait, die. wait, wait, not we, yet. Wait, wait, wait. We can't talk about this movie without oh talking about Gary Marshall's son, who plays the Coast Guard is guy. Is that Gary Marshall's son? Yeah, yes. is that Gary Marshall's yeah. son in the entire movie? Also, he was in the. It's one of the last ones. Okay. He was in. Um, he was also in Beaches. He was the uh, bellhop guy that we were like, "What's with that guy?" Oh Remember my he's, God, he's this tiny Gary character. Marshall, come on. Well, according to IMDb, his son, but I believe in Beaches, he was referred to as a nephew. So I can't really verify what his relationship with Gary Marshall is. But according but to IMDb, one. it's his son. I have no for this patience movie. For, for nepotism right now. Okay, except for this guy's amazing. And I, I want him in say, every he's... movie. He should be in every movie. I thought some he, bit part. he seemed like some guy off the street. And I was like, what is he doing in this movie? No, oh, I thought he was great. Movie. I was like, best line. It's one of the I is, think I know which line he's I like. remember oh, sure, he was sure. a big standout for me even in the 80s. Like, yeah. I definitely remember oh, yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Man overboard, sir. <laughs> like, his <Yep>. voice. It's <laughs> just so Andrew great. catches her, brings her back and says, you need a life chat jacket. Well, oh, yeah. well, okay. Here we, We're getting ahead of ourselves. The Coast Guard boat has to turn around. Because uh, po- oh, salmon yeah, poachers, salmon and then poachers. Dean's like, "Where are they going?" And she's like, "Where are they going?" And they're like looking at each other from across the sea. Binoculars. Oh, that they part was binoculars. great. When yeah, she gets cute. out the binoculars and she looks at the boat, and ev- like all the all kids and all of them are all looking back at her with the binoculars. That was great. See, I can't help it. This movie is charming. This is a really charming cute. movie about really kidnapping. <laughs> I cannot help myself. It is. 
Anyway, so um, the boat's turning around. He's running to the edge of the boat. He looks like he's about to jump off. And he's like, Katarina. And she's like, Arturo. And he like jumps off the end of the boat into the water. And then Grant tries to shoot an arrow at them. Yeah, Grant tries to shoot an arrow at them. And then he jumps in, falls in. Gets pushed in. Pushed in. Gets pushed in by Andrew. Who can quit. I'm giving my notice. Meanwhile, Gary Marshall's son is narrating the whole thing. Oh, yes. Man overboard. Woman overboard. Man is firing arrows at woman overboard. He's like, another man overboard. (laughs) Man with arrows is is falling overboard. And then he delivers the most beautiful line. They swim to each other. What did you say? They meet in the middle and they kiss. And he says, man overboard is kissing woman overboard. (laughs) Man with bow is being dragged back onto port. It's a hell of a day at sea, sir. I know. He's the best. <laughs> I love great. that guy. Yes. Love that it's guy. It's a beautiful line. So, yeah, they meet in the ocean. They begin kissing. I can't help myself. I don't know why I should not want them to be together, but I do. Like, what is happening to me? Is this Nicole in 2017? I don't Is this want what to 2016 has done to me? Or is this like just no. beating you down to the Am point I, where everything is acceptable? I, right? I don't want to want it is either, this normalized? but I love it at the end. I love this movie at the end. Um, the only problem that I have is that it's, it's just, I feel like it's just another movie about how children make a woman's life worth living. Mm. And that's kind of a bummer to me as somebody who like doesn't necessarily want kids mm-hmm. that like, I don't like the narrative of like that is the only way to find purpose in your life. Well, you're not going to like the last line of this movie. I know. Yeah, um, the last is, line. Okay, so first okay. okay, but I feel like I need to address that because I think well, that first of all, the, all ba- the money baby boom too. was yes, very yes. guilty of that, certainly. Yeah. But I think that the I think that the meat of this movie is more about her seeing the way the other half lives. I agree. But then that last line is where it gets me is that like he, she tells him all the money's mine and he faints and she's like, it's fine. It's fine. And then they're back on the boat and he's like, what can I give you? Okay. But also the kids are making out their Christmas list, which is hilarious. (laughs) What can I get you that you don't already have? And she goes, a little girl. And then like giant zoom out end of movie. And it was just like, that was a bummer to me. My reaction was big. Five kids. You want five? And plus Gen- genetics like do you not understand that you can't choose whether you have well, a boy or they a know girl that. okay i'm gonna step in here and defend the movie at this point and say like i i hear all the things that you're saying um but i think that she is established at this point that she wants to be a mother i think it's i think you can see that this is di- i think I, I can see a difference here than in baby boom I agree. where i felt like baby boom took a career woman who had no aspirations to be a mother forced a baby on her and then she just naturally fell into it as all as though all women should be able to be mothers I and i can understand how this well she different. didn't want kids she either want kids. she didn't she even talk to her mom mother. about how she didn't yeah. want well she kids. didn't i think she didn't want kids with grant I knew but, but it's she, not specified it's not specified and it's I, not but it seems to me like she didn't want to i don't feel like she was i didn't feel like she loved grant i think she fell in love with this family and th- she wanted to be a part of the family and and that was something she found that she enjoyed but let's and pretend do let's change pretend your life and that that that, she, that he didn't have kids and it was just him i was about to say that would she want kids then no. i don't know because that's not what this movie was about like yeah, I, but, I, you but know but what Hillary, I mean. Like Hillary's I, saying she has a problem with with what this movie is about. I think that without the children, like 
I think it makes it worse that mm. she is his slave. Like, what is she just going to clean up after him the whole time and bring him beers? Like, Probably. she doesn't no, have any. I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. It's just like, that's part of the problem that I have is that if it was just him, she wouldn't have just fallen in love with him. She wouldn't have. I don't, I don't, and I don't know. It would have been, it would have been bad would, for her. Like, they don't need the kids for it to be like bad. Like it was bad just with him and her. Yeah. And I, I just think that there's just like a fundamental I think the difference of looking at it is what makes it less shitty. <laughs> like that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like her relationship with the children makes it not just a story where, I mean, it is a story about a man enslaving a woman, but it would, I assure you that if I was watching this movie and she did not have a relationship with those kids, it would be a lot harder for me to get on board with the story, I'm telling you right. narratively, they needed the children to make this less shitty. Yes. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. They needed the kids to make That's this all less I'm saying. shitty. It's just, I think they also used the kids as a device to say part of what brings a woman humanity and kindness and empathy is having children but also and that's the yeah. issue is that i have with it is the messaging of that of that like a woman needs children in order to feel whole in the world yeah. and, and that's the problem that and, i have um, i can see that but i also but, think you can broaden that device to say that again if we're looking at a film like uh three men and a baby that the broader message might be having having children makes a person brings a person closer to their own humanity and i'm not saying every woman has to have children absolutely not saying that but i can tell you as a parent that having children has brought me more in touch with my own humanity in ways that at times i don't even want but i don't think that that's the only way to achieve that i don't think so either but i don't think we see made the choice to do that right but i just i think that as we're looking at like since this is our our thing is like looking at the way women are portrayed we don't have a whole lot of narratives of women finding that empathy and that humanity in ways that are not tied to children. We don't have a whole lot of movies of women who are on a self-discovery path and find their humanity through helping others or empathy through finding other people that they identify with who work in a different job than them or have a different lifestyle than them. We don't have a ton of those, you know? It, uh, most of the narratives of women finding humanity oh, and empathy are with 100% children. 100% agree with you. But I also would argue that the problem is that most narratives are, so- you have you soften a woman by having her fall in love with a scruffy man that she can change and I, make yeah, better, I which agree. is the no. exact same thing it's the exact that's same happening thing. here. Yeah. Right. What, what I, I so. don't like is kind of what you guys just said, that you needed the kids to make it less bad and it, that sucks that that they used the kids to make him look like like they ha- they ne- needed to have that moment when the kids are like no like we we want her we're not gonna we're gonna keep li- lying to her we're not gonna tell her the truth like without that he would look bad i'm just saying i think he would seem like a fucking psychopath without these children <laughs> is what i'm saying like yes. they oh, narratively sure. they need the children And I I don't think any of us are arguing with the narrative need for the children. It's the message that it sends by having her go back and say, I want a girl now and I want more children. And I I love that narrative. Like, don't get me wrong. I think the story of the children is very sweet and very touching and I do like it. But as a woman who wants to live her life independently, not Mm -hmm. necessarily with children, like I do believe that there are other ways to find those senses of fulfillment oh. without children. And I just, I don't particularly like the narrative that that's the way that 
most slash all women find that. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so scared! This is the part of the show where we read horrible casting breakdowns. And this is our first horrible casting breakdown of the year. Um... And we do not, we're not going to out the company. We're not going to out where we got this from. All right. Take it away, Liz. So this is a female lead, 18 to 24. Female, born in historic Harlem, the child of an African-American military veteran killed by rogue NYPD officers after two successful tours of duty overseas and just shortly after her birth. Semicolon. And a drug-addicted Italian mother who ran off when Gwen was just barely out of diapers. Raised by her grandparents until the age of 17, now in her early 20s, has lived everywhere, from New York to L.A. to Atlanta, and is now residing in Miami, having been there for just over a year now. Never the one to care about anyone's opinion, Gwen has been working in a profession which she feels best puts her banging tight body and exotic good looks to best use, exotic dancing. And boy, is she a seasoned pro! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> jesus christ yeah I it's like it really sneaks up on you tight body at first you're like oh that sounds like it's a, oh i know i was reading i was oh. like this isn't so bad and then i got mm. to the bottom you're i was like, like oh body got it got it she oh, knows how to use it exotic dancer okay, it's like it. they they all they needed to say was she has a banging tight bo- body and she's an exotic dancer that's all they need like all the rest of the shit Must is look just vaguely italian it's just uh filler them trying to disguise the banging tight Body. Grew up in Harlem, raised by her grandparents. If you've got acting dreams out there and you've got a banging type body, you too. I wish they could even know the name of it. Of this fine film project. Welcome to Plug It Up. This is the part of the show where we talk about what we're up to and what our guests are up to and how you can find out more about the amazing work that they do. Uh, let's start with our guest, Liz. I have two fun projects coming out this year. One is a short film and the other is a web series. Oh, yeah. Woohoo! Um, I can't exciting. give too many details at the moment because we are filming it, but it will be out okay. in the fall. Oh, exciting. Yay. Do we, have a, do we have a title for this stuff? Can't give it away at the moment. Oh, no. Um, Can we, NDAs, so there's... yay. But, 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 I will say, oh, okay. if you follow me on social media... You will find out details about it as I'm able to disclose those details. Awesome. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at e to the Liz, E-T-O-T-H-E-L-I-Z. Or you can go to my website, L-I-Z-S-C-H-A-D.com. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we'll be looking forward to getting more information about that. Absolutely. I'm so awesome. excited about it. Sweet. Um, all right, Sarah. Well, the short film that I wrote and directed last year is going to be coming out <laughs> this year Woo-hoo! maybe in march or something uh <laughs> we're uh we're in post-production post-production yes um, and this is a film that is about it's a f- f- fictional professional dick pic photographer starring Mo- mockumentary mockumentary starring hillary heath <laughs> as and the robbie, photographer robbie glade mm-hmm. it's very funny um and we're just getting started on post-production i think it's gonna be really really great you'll find it on the vimeo channel believe me you will you you will you will know. You will know when I, it's there. Hillary R. Heath will become <laughs> a star. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. All right. Hillary, what would you like to plug? Well, you can check out my dick art in Dick Pick Professional. And you can also check out the full first season of PYT's web show. PYT's web show. PYT's web show. PYT's web show. 
<laughs> which is now available on the Critical Crop the Top whole damn Vimeo thing. channel. You can the binge it. whole thing. You can binge every single episode. I recommend you roll yourself a fatty, curl yep. up in front of Indeed. your laptop, yep. and watch this episode, or all, all the episodes. Watch them all. Yeah. So you can check Sweet. those out at uh, vimeo.com slash critical crop top. Yep. As well as our other, uh, as well as some of our other work, such as 80s Dating Video Remix, which has been, you know, going around the festival circuit. Screened all over the place. Screening and I keep posting and all over Facebook. Yep. Yay. Um, all right. Uh, lastly, I would like to thank our fiscal sponsor, C4 Atlanta, who recently um, took us on. And... Um, we would like to thank plug. You. Thank you, C4 Atlanta. Thank you so much. Um, so we're taking, uh, we're, we're currently in the fundraising process for our 2017 programming. Um, we're hoping to, we're going to be putting up another sketch show, two sketch shows. Um, we're going to be shooting a couple more short films and uh, we're fundraising for that, of course. And the podcast, we'll be continuing to do the podcast all year. So um, if you would like to make a donation, you can do so. A tax deductible tax donation. deductible donation. Or if your business would like to make tax-deductible donation and become a sponsor of Critical Crop Top, you can visit our uh, web. Uh, we you can visit our webpage, criticalcroptop.com, and look for the C4 donate button. Or email us at criticalcroptop@gmail.com, and we can give you more details. Yeah, that's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. Um, we're so happy to be back. We've got a lot of great films uh, this season. Uh, we had a blast talking about Overboard with our guest, Liz Shad. Thank, Thank you for being you. here, Liz. Thank you. Yay. And so um, we'd love to hear from you. So interact with us on the Facebook page. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast, Feminine Mistake Podcast, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud. And it, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a review. Um, a five-star review five only. Five stars only. Actually, you know, whatever. Whatever, man. Whatever your feelings are. Whatever your feelings are about this episode Unless or other episodes. negative and then you can just send them um, to Twitter. All the rest <laughs> of your stupid thoughts. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you really feel it's so late. Right. I'm tired. Um, well, that happened. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got Sorry, all the episodes guys. up from our first season. So if you haven't listened to the first season, go check it out. We've got uh, some other films that we covered last year. Um, and uh, if you've got a nervous breakdown that you'd like us to read on the show... Or if you've got some thoughts about Overboard, send it to feminine mistake podcast at gmail.com. Woo!